Well, first to start off, I want to wish all the dads here a happy Father's Day. Um, at the end of Mass and the final blessing, there'll be a prayer and a blessing over fathers, but just to pray for the Lord's abundant blessing on you this Father's Day. What are you afraid of? You know, we have scientific names for everything that we're afraid of, right? One who is nyctophobic is afraid of darkness. Someone who is technophobia, has technophobia is afraid of technology, right? Arachnophobia, they're afraid of spiders. Or my favorite, which is phobophobia, which is the fear of phobias, right? Or maybe we could call it the fear of fear itself, put a little bit of a different spin on FDR there, right? Fear is part of the human experience. From the time that we were all little, right? We all remember having mom or dad check under the bed or turn on the hallway light. For the first time that we face something unknown in our lives, I am sure we all remember the first day of school, the first day of a new job, the first time behind the wheel of a car, your first date, all of these things had that sense of unknown. As we enter this week back into ordinary time, we're in the 12th Sunday of ordinary time, we start in the middle of the Gospel of Matthew of the 10th chapter. The 10th chapter is the mission discourse of Jesus is what it's called. In the beginning of the 10th chapter of Matthew is the call of the 12. So where Jesus calls his 12 apostles. And so throughout this chapter, he's building them up, getting ready to send them out. Right? Send them on mission. That's why this is called the mission discourse. So we hear in verse 16, Jesus warns them, they're going out like sheep among wolves. Right before we begin this passage we heard today. He tells them that they'll face persecution, that their own families will hand them over, that they'll be that people will deny them. Right? And that even they may face death because of his name. And that becomes true for all of them but two. Right? Judas, obviously doesn't face the martyr's death. And then um, John the Apostle lives a long life, dies of old age. So 10 of them, this becomes true that they face the martyr's death. And as Jesus tells them all of this thing that's coming that should make them afraid, right? he says something to them. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. We all face this, right? In life, there are things and there are moments that are uncertain. In discipleship of Jesus is no different. There is uncertainty. Jesus commands us in the face of our call as disciples to not be afraid. This is not just a way of Jesus saying, come on, don't be a wimp, tough up. Right? He's giving us 
assurances. Assurances that he will give his help to overcome fear. Assurances to trust in the providence of God. So throughout this gospel we heard today, Jesus gives us three assurances against fear. First, we're told to fear no one. Right? As we saw, our Lord just told them what was going to happen to them because they proclaimed the name of Jesus. And what Jesus tells his apostles and what he tells us today is essential for the Christian life and is essential for the obtaining of happiness. We can't place our hope in the approval of human beings. Our hope can't be placed in what others think about us. We're told that nothing that is concealed will not be revealed. There's no secret that won't be shouted out. The Lord knows our hearts, each and every one of us, both good and ill. And we who seek to do His will, we who seek to proclaim His name, will be vindicated. And for the time will come that truth will be made known. And those who persecute us, those who jeer at us, those who would rather see Christianity in the name of Jesus Christ be wiped off the face of the earth and believe it, there are people who want that to happen in this country and in this world. They're all going to come to the realization that they were wrong, that Jesus Christ is Lord, And that our faith in his sovereignty, our faith in his lordship, will be vindicated. Second assurance that Jesus gives us against fear. We're told to not be afraid of the one who can destroy the body but more so to be afraid of the one who can destroy the body and the soul. These very words bolden the faith of the first apostles. As I said, ten of them died the martyr's death. In the early third century, the Christian writer Tertullian spoke these words. He's speaking specifically about those empires, especially the Romans, who persecuted the Christians. I quote, Nor does your cruelty, however exquisite, do you any good. It's just a temptation to us. The more often we get mown down by you, the more we grow in number. The blood of Christian is seed. This is a quote that from the saying comes, the Christian saying, that the blood of martyrs is the seed of Christianity. This truth of Christianity rings out through all the ages, and it rings true 
over and over again. History teaches us this. The Roman Empire tried to strike down Christianity. And all that happened was it grew. The Goths tried to kill Christianity, to kill Christians. The more they tried, Christianity grew. The Persians tried to destroy Christianity. And the more and more they tried, Christianity grew. In the 8th century, the nations of Islam tried to destroy Christianity. And the more and more they tried, they failed. And Christianity grew. I think you get the point. Today, it's still happening. We see in China, Christianity grows. We see in the continent of Africa, where great genocide, horrible things have taken place to those who profess the name of Jesus Christ. Christianity is growing. And not just Christianity, but specifically the Catholic faith is flourishing in those areas. Despite the persecution, right? they, they, they can kill the body, but they can't kill the soul. They can't kill the faith. This brings us to the third assurance that our Lord gives us against fear. And he begins it with saying, don't be afraid. The Lord looks out for the sparrows, and certainly we're worth more than them. And then he tells us, everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But he who denies me, I will deny before my heavenly Father. And so there's this sure and certain promise that the Lord deeply cares for us and looks out for us. But there's also this, that there's something to keep up on our end. Right? That we have to profess him before others. We have to be willing to profess the name of Jesus Christ. We have to be willing to profess him, not just to the point that our children deny us, right? Not just to the point that my siblings hate me, not just to the point right, that my co-workers hate me, not even just to the point that the very country that I love turns against me because my faith goes against the current of the country. No, not even to the, do we abandon it at the point of death. To the point of giving of our own lives as our Lord did. Right? But this can't be done on our own. Right? I can't just tough it out and stick to an intellectual or cultural belief. Right? In the same way that I may stick to a political belief of holding on to it intellectually. 
It has to be done through faith. It has to be done through relationship, through reliance on the Holy Spirit. Let me illustrate this vividly through the story of one of of our newest martyr of the church that Pope Francis declared on Friday that he would canonize as a saint of the church as a martyr. That's Sister Maria Laura Mentanetti, who is an Italian religious sister who was killed by three teenage girls in a satanic sacrifice and was a martyr for the Christian faith. This sister was um, a sister of the Sisters of the Cross. What they did was they dedicated themselves to teaching juvenile delinquents. God bless them. And she had taught these very girls who killed her. She had taught them catechism. And at some point, these girls went astray. And they turned to beginning to worship Satan. There are people who actually do that. And they brutally murdered this sister. And through their own trial, during their own trial, by their own testimony, they said that the last words that Sister Maria spoke were, Lord, forgive them. This wasn't something that happened in the 4th century. This happened in the year 2000 in Italy. It's very real and very today. So we ponder the question, where is it that this woman had the strength to forgive and to endure? St. Augustine once so beautifully wrote, I do not fear because I fear. I do not fear because I fear. I do not fear human beings, the harm that can be done with me, because I have the fear of God. It was the fear of God that sustained her, knowing that these words of Jesus were true. If she professed his name before others, he would acknowledge her before the Heavenly Father. And so she had the strength to say the same words that our Lord said upon the cross. Lord, forgive them. Pray that we have the grace to be imitators of that as well. Even in the smaller trials of life and the smaller denials that people give us. I think this vividly illustrates for us that there truly is evil in the world. And Jesus tells us, don't be afraid of the one who can destroy the body, but the one who can destroy both the body and the soul. It's the devil who can do that. And the devil is very, very real. It's not a myth. It's not a fairy tale. He's real. He's the source of some of those daily temptations of our lives. 
both him and the flesh, our own selves, are the source of those temptations. Right? When we choose God or we choose self-pleasure, self-comfort, when we choose popularity over service, when we choose profit over sacrifice, right? we aren't just giving in to being a mediocre person or having mediocre character. We're turning against the very name of Jesus Christ. We're refusing to profess his name before others. What was this fear that the apostles had that Jesus needed to relieve them of, to give them assurances against? It's the same fear that each and every one of us has. Right? We have a fear of failure, a fear of abandonment, right? a fear of not being worth it. Our Lord gives us assurances against that. Apostles had that same fear. I'm sure that Sister Maria had that same fear. That fear did not overwhelm them. Right? And it didn't overwhelm them because they were grounded in Jesus Christ. I think sometimes... I know when I preach on things of the devil and of evil and all of that, it becomes easy to become fixated or fascinated with the evil or to get scared of it or focus on it. That's not what we're supposed to focus on. Don't focus on the evil of the world, but focus on the power of of the faith that was had. We look at Sister Maria here, the power of faith, the power of that promise of Jesus Christ, the fact that her aggressors lost, right? The fact that in their attempt to eliminate the Christianity Jesus Christ won the crown. Now these young girls who killed her are still alive to this day. Right? I would not be surprised if before they pass, before they die, they become converted. Right? We've seen that over and over in the history. It wouldn't surprise me if that grace happened. Here's our challenge this week and all of our lives. That when we're faced with challenges, when we're faced with hardships, to take a stand, to make a moral stand, to choose Jesus, to proclaim the name of Jesus, And that we ask for the grace to not choose the comfort. But that our Lord gives us the strength to proclaim his name.